podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. I am Mark Jardin. And joining me today for a hard-hitting conversation on what's going on behind the scenes at our football club are two of the loudest voices in the support. Joining me is Mr... No, I'm just kidding. It's Sam Smith here to talk about football (laughs) and nothing else, because who can be asked with any of that? Hello, Sam. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Are you the source, Sam? I I, I am the source. That's good to know. Best video I've ever seen, man. (laughs) And that's that dealt with. That's so, that. I will never speak about that again. Yeah, done. Sorted. So uh, we've got two matches to talk about. Um, one of them, pretty exciting. Kept the dream alive. The other, not the best. But we'll cover them both because that's what we're here for. First things first, we visited Celtic on Saturday. I say, I say we. I was on our Gaila arcade being potentially the worst Simon fan in the country. and took nothing to do with it. Sam, you were commentating. How was your day? Eh, uh, aye, it was good. Uh, ticked, uh, obviously only done the commentary for a year and we've ticked off uh, the two biggest scou- uh, two biggest grounds in the country, two of the most well-known grounds in Europe as well, so aye, it's good, good facility in that, uh, in fairness to, to both Celtic and Rangers, they really look after you when, in the, when you're in the media a bit, uh, hilariously close to the hospitality section of the, the Celtic fans as well, uh, so... Yeah, we'd a bit of, for anyone that had listened to the commentary, had obviously learned about the, the aggro we got when we celebrated the first goal, got the piss taken out, he's off the guy sitting next to us for the second goal. Uh, Norman Celtic scored the equalise, and then when the second goal went in, these guys retreated back to uh, the hospitality suite with five minutes to go. So, uh, aye, they, weren't, they were not interested in our piss, but it was, I think, as far as the game goes, it's everything, everything that's at minute I'm good at. To be honest, all really came to the fore. Uh, Robinson had talked up during the week about how we were going to go and have a go, and he was he was bang on. I didn't a lot of people kind of a lot of Celtic fans and pundits kind of underestimate Robinson when he does come out with stuff like that. When but he, when he does come out and say stuff like that, he means it. Like every time we've played Celtic this year, we've we've had a go. Yeah, red cards have meant that we've took a couple of heavy defeats, but. Like for the most part, we've had eleven men on the pitch. We've competed really well with them, and I don't, I don't think Celtic could have had any complaints if we actually won the game on Saturday. I don't think so, and I think um, the the lineup that he went for, um, just to start off with, obviously, there's no secret that we're down to the the bare bones when it comes to to striking options. Were you happy enough to see Kilty the be the one that he, he went with to support me? Yeah, I think he's Kilty's done that a couple of times this season, and it's it's worked out. I think Kilty is actually it, for obviously we were, we're missing Grieve, and we can't go with the usual the usual two up front. I mean, we could have we could have went with Jameson or Offord, but I think against Celtic it maybe did require that extra body in midfield and someone a wee bit more savvy to link the play between the midfield and main. But I, I thought Kilty had a Kilty had a great game. Uh, it was a a really really tough shift for him, in all honesty, having to do the amount of running he done, but. Uh, again, it's Kilty. We're, we're a really fit team, and Kilty's kind of one of the guys that is one of the fitter guys he can go for, go for long distances as well. And 
yeah, he, he performed really well, I think. The only other selection that was a wee bit kind of one that folk could question was bringing Small back in, but I thought Small was I thought Small was terrific, to be honest, for, for the most part. He's a really, we'll probably get to it uh, later on, a lot of the stick he's kind of got over the last like night or so, but I think Small's a really good player. You can see you can see reasons why he's been linked with, with Rangers and, you know, obviously he's played for the teams he's played for. Like, there's obviously something there. And other than that, I thought the lineup was absolutely fine, mate. We got it nailed on and the way we were playing was was ideal, especially with the, the kind of bizarre inclusion of Awata at the back for Celtic. I think, um, I think that really played into our hands. I think Curtis Main had, from, from what I've seen, Probably as game. influential a game as, as I think he's had, and I think it's exactly it's exactly what you need um, when you're facing a team like that who've maybe shifted a couple of people and have someone sitting kind of out of their most natural position like that. Everything I've seen shows him just being a, a complete nuisance. He was he was in. It's, I think Robinson was right after the game, and he said, "I mean, we've all said it on here. He has a he has a bit of a battering ram, but he's he's a lot more than a battering ram for us." I think people from the outside it does just look as if we've got a big target man. We hunt long balls up and and just kind of play off it. But there's method to it. We're not just shelling aimless long balls. We're hitting balls onto into specific areas and then playing off of that. It's not as if we're just shelling it and hitting and holding like what a lot of teams kind of, particularly in the United, under Goodwin have done a lot. They shell it long. That's a needless dig at Jim Goodwin there. That nah, could have probably done without. But no, that's fine. I, I, like if you're going to shell long balls to a guy, you do need to make sure that you're one hitting into the right areas, and two, when the balls are dropping, you're picking up the second balls and and getting into dangerous areas. And the two centre halves just had absolutely no idea what to do with Curtis Main at all. Like it was just terror. And every single time a water Starfield had the ball, they're constantly looking over their shoulder because I mean we've all seen what Main can do. He's pressing. His pressing is relentless. He, he doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. And he was forcing mistakes, I think. Maybe a bit generous to say he forced a mistake for the first goal, but I think the thought of him being there has probably pressured Awata and Ralston into having to make a decision. And obviously the two of them collided with each other, made an arse it, and, and Main picks up on it and scores. But uh, he was just a, a, a constant threat the whole day. Is that a surprise to see Curtis Main's fairly central drive so early in the game, go straight through best goalkeeper to have ever played in Scotland, Joe Hart. Abysmal goalkeeper. So bad the way it does. And I, I think I, I said it when we beat them like in September. I think if Celtic had a competent goalkeeper, we probably wouldn't have scored the two goals we did that day. Like, Do you sometimes feel like Joe Hart is like, you know, when, when you're, I mean, it's been a while since I've played one of these games, right? But see when you've got like, WWE 2K23 or whatever and you create a wrestler and you go way, way, way overboard on, you know, like strength and all the rest of it and then you get no attribute points left to make sure that he's actually got any speed or whatever. It feels like someone built Joe Hart and he's like, perfect height, really good shot stopper, you know, the agility's all there, he's quite pacey and all the rest of it and then just forgot to give him legs. Just didn't... Didn't, didn't join up the rest of them. I, I, I didn't even think particularly in his first season last year, I didn't think he was particularly great. I've said it before, I think Celtic have a better keeper sitting on the bench in Seagrist and certainly not Scott Bain. But uh, uh, I think Celtic have, 
Celtic have got a better keeper in Seagrist and it's I think it's probably more just the name that Hart plays for now. I think he's I think he's obviously a talented goalkeeper and he was certainly better when he was, was younger. I think that's he was amazing. There was a point where he was probably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League in England for two or three years. But it was a different Premier League at that point. I think Aye. you can understand why a manager like Guardiola comes in and and shifts him on. And I, I always thought he was better than sitting third choice at Burnley and all the rest of it. Aye. And I do probably think his level probably is Celtic's goalkeeper. And and yeah. by and large he's he's more than good enough to to do all that stuff, but it, it does seem to more often now get caught out with with stuff. He's I just don't know. He's not quite Alan McGregor having to turn around and chase Jota with a Zimmer frame, but he's not he's not, he's, far not off ch- it. he's not chucking goals in. I think he's no. just the goals that teams are scoring in him if he's maybe two or three years maybe two or three years ago he would have maybe got them. But he's I think he's now just got to the point where he's caught up. But not to take any credit away for Curtis Mayne. It was a no, no, tremendous, tremendous goal. I thought he, I kind of, I thought when he initially picked the ball up, he had maybe took it too far wide. But I think the chop inside on Ralston yeah. was was brilliant. And then to be honest, it is really the only place he can hit it. And I think the pace it's of the ball. Not a bad was, finish. I, I yeah, just the think pace of the ball. You would be expecting your goalkeeper. Carson likes that, and I think Carson, the, yeah, yeah, Carson saves that. Uh, I, yeah, think, I think we're disappointed if it doesn't. Aye, and uh, I, I, I don't think you could ask for a better start than that. Four minutes in, it's, it's yeah. crazy to say it, but it's probably it's the sort of thing that Robinson would have probably looked for straight away to go and hit them, stun them, get ahead, and frustrate them. I think that's our, our game plan now is is to try and do that if we can every game, so that the game plan then becomes how do you cope with a team that has to come out and. Aye. It's such a different game for us. If you know, like thinking back to like Tannadice, for example, where um, Dundee United go one up so early, and it's just a different game at that point. We can't then play our game of invite them on and, and then kind of try and work it out. You, we have to play front foot football, and it doesn't always suit us. So that's true if we're playing Ross County, and it's true if we're playing Celtic. If we can come out and do that early, it gives us much more of a say in how the in how the yeah. game is played. Um, I'll I'll jump back and cover both the Celtic equalisers um afterwards, but I think we're as well mentioning Maine's second goal just now as as well. I think again, right place, you know, holds his own physically and another goal for the win. Yeah, it, well, for it it's coming well from worked, yeah. coming from the the, the throw ins are such a a massive part of what we do. I think. It's not really the same when we've got Gogic thrown in. I don't think. I think Gogic Gogic can chuck it long, but he can't throw it as long and as direct as with it's, Joe. It's flat. Yeah, the, it's like a cross coming in the box when Sean yeah. and Gallagher are doing it. Uh, they're they're both really good at it, and it's not really. It's not surprising that we've got the goals that we've got from. I, I know it's not coming direct from it, but it's still kind of the same. It's the same phase of play. To use a yeah. dreadful term. Uh, is it O'Hara that sends it back, it back yeah, in towards so, Main? So persistent, and yeah. Main does really well to check his running, get back level with the heel of McGregor. Uh, but he does, he, he knows he's offside. He does really well to get back in line. And I've seen people maybe blaming Hart for that. I think it was a bit harsh. It was a really well directed header, and I put put us in, in dreamland. And at that point, it was absolutely no more than we deserved. We kind of had a half chance with Strain just before, yeah, just before we had scored as well. Yeah, other than that, Celtic never really threatened, apart from a kind of deflected effort. 
that hit off a Shaughnessy, I think. And Carson does really well to react to it and tip it around the post. But when when we went in at half time, like I think when we were talking to a couple of people in the press room, like we were, everyone was you know raving about how well St Mirren were playing, and it, not not the usual sort of oh, Celtic a Celtic can't play well. It was St Mirren are playing really well and making Celtic not play well. Yeah, I think Celtic fans I know were quite um, quite snooty about Robinson at, at Motherwell and and given and gave him that kind of you know hammer thrower spoiler kind of reputation but anyone I've spoken to this season by and large at least at least to your face seems genuinely kind of impressed and, and uh, you know kind of open up and say if you're going to come to Celtic Park or face us and try and get a result in the league this is kind of how you you do it you're compact yeah. at the back but it's not just about sitting with 10 men back it's about being really aggressive when you've got the opportunity to, yeah, to I push think and pick in those moments I think Robinson does seem to be one of the only guys in the league that has kind of found the way to crack it. So. You do see, you do see team, teams kind of trying to do this similar sort of thing. I watched quite a lot of the game back when Celtic played Motherwell a few weeks ago. The one all draw there. Motherwell did look really similar to us. They went with two up front, played three at the back, and kind of flooded the midfield with not not just guys that are running about kicking folk like good footballers as well, guys who are able to shift the ball about and. You know, again, we probably don't get the credit that we deserve for the way that we were. I mean, when we were going forward, we're making really good passing moves in midfield, we're cutting Celtic open and kind of forcing chances that way. And aye, it was just, just really a really, really impressive performance that Celtic undone with two bits of quality for two, really, two, two of the best players in the league. So, Yeah, I mean, you're looking at two of the guys that are nominated for, for player of the year and yeah. Rightly so. I don't think you could you could really complain if if either of them took it in the and then that I think uh, really nice passing move that I don't know that we can do too much about to set up Kyogo for for his finish and he, he just laces it past. That's a, a great finish. Tremendous finish. I think it was probably the only positive thing about I done all game was the pass into Hitati's feet and Hitati's so so quick, so snappy gets into yeah. Kyogo and it's a it's a brilliant finish. He just. They just knew how it moved the defence about. And aye, just within three movements, the ball was in the back of the net. You can't really complain yeah. too much about that, to be honest. Even more so with um, with McGregor's. He, he doesn't have a half yard. He doesn't have a half yard. He doesn't have a half yard. He's got a half yard and it's in the net. Like there's, aye. I don't, short of, you know, 82 minutes in and having held Celtic with, what, 77% possession? Aye. As, as long as we could you're bound to get that kind of chance and if you've got that kind of quality behind it then what do you do? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to fall out with anyone over over that it's just it's frustrating but kind of understandable that that's what unpicks you eventually Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate but you know such as such as football Celtic are <laughs> the best team in the country by an absolute mile and they've got guys who can do that and listen it could have been if Main had maybe scored that one that hits off the post or one of the two headers yeah. he had at the start of the half, like I don't think there would have been many complaints if someone were maybe three one up or four one up at that point. That's which sounds insane to say, but yeah, listening to Sports Sound last night, the um, uh, apologies for stealing something from Sports Sound, but also wow. for getting it wrong. Um, if I do, I think they said if Main had scored that, it would have been the first hat trick. 
by an opposition player at Celtic Park in the league since Eric Black, like 42 years ago for Aberdeen. Or something. I mean, maybe that's excluding Rangers, or I, I don't really know, but. Yeah, we um, were, I think. I can me, believe me it. Ross, me and Ross were talking about that, about uh, like trying to think of players who had scored hat tricks at Celtic Park, and the only people you can think of is, is Celtic players. Never, never mind just hat tricks at Celtic Park, hat tricks against Celtic in general. Yeah. Like it's something that doesn't happen, so. So um, so it would have been so deserved. So I think we've 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 kind of said it to the point of it becoming cliche this year. But from where Curtis Main was, I just think anything like that. I'm just so happy to to see. It feels like he's really grafted and earned everything that's come his way this year. Aye, that big time. I think playing his strength really helps as well. Do you think he's a must keep if it's possible? Do you think we have to? Aye, I, I, I and I know a lot of people like the the kind of. Resident experts, the certain fan group on the on the Facebook pages, kind of hit out with a typical. Oh, he's only scored like what is he? He's on nine for the season now. So yeah, hit out with the oh, he's like he's a striker. Striker should be scoring 15, 20 goals a season. But I think without looking at the goals and assists, I think you could probably say that Curtis Main is responsible for about twenty goals this season with oh, the amount of mi- stuff he minimum. does. Yeah, minimum with the amount of movement he does off the ball, occupying defenders. Like I think that I think he I mean he's he's won us a couple of penalties as well. Like all of that and he plays probably responsible for twenty odd goals happening, which is as good as anything. And he's integral to the way we play. I, I, I probably get slagged for it. I I think the only guy in the league that is kinda similar in the way that he's the way he plays is really selfless. And if he didn't have, if he wasn't injured quite a lot of the time, I think I'd probably say Chris Kane's pretty similar in the way like everything they do is completely selfless. They're running about, they're taking hits for the team, and but I don't, I, I, I think Maine is a bit of a must keep. Right? he's just so important to the way we want to play. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we said that at the at the start of the season. I'm sure when we were having that kind of chat about. Um, you know the kind of myth of the twenty goal Aye. season striker at our level, and you know people will say, "Look at Van Veen," but we we were talking about this earlier in the group chat, and the the seasons before the three seasons before one in five striker, one in five, one in six, and that was in League Two and League One in England. It's not, I think, to go back in his career to find him scoring any kind of goals regularly. It's it's kind of lower league Dutch football, more than ten more than ten years ago. So you're always going to get one kind of outlier to to do that the concept of us and the position that we are going out and trying to sign a 20 goal striker is just not realistic what what's more realistic for us and what we've done well under Robinson although I know Main was, was there beforehand is you kind of try to do the you know the money ball thing it's not about who scores the goals it's about you know getting on base and bringing the aggregate up if if Curtis Main contributes you know, towards thirty goals over the course of a season, because he wins penalties and he holds the ball up and allows midfielders to overlap and all the rest yeah. of it. I'm not just talking about assists and stuff. Then that's more valuable to us as a team than just having some guy that stands in the box and puts away stuff and puts away penalties. Like I think there's Aye. there's room for there's room for both of those things. And I think um, I think integral is the word, isn't it? I just think if there's any possibility at all of us not, you know, having to pay something stupid. And keep me in. I think he's an absolute must uh, 
must keep if you can talk him into it. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were saying, oh, like, the teams above us all have like 15, 20 goal a season strikers, but the 15, 20 goal a season strikers they have, like Aberdeen have paid, I don't know, more than half a million for Duke. Like high six figures. I think they were about seven hundred grand for Miofsky. Uh, yeah, Miofsky's playing in the North in the Macedonian team. Like yeah, regularly. Duke was a well Portuguese top flight player. Yeah, Shankland's obviously everyone knows Lauren Shankland. Cost, it was yeah. Cost about a million to bring him back. Yeah, cost him a fortune. Hibbs obviously signed Kevin Nisbet from Dunfermline, but they still paid about three hundred grand, and he's a guy who's now worth two or three million quid yeah. to place for Scotland. So. Like it's it's really really hard to to pick these guys up. And I know, like you said, everyone's going to point to the ones like Van Veen, but then I think it 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 just it's so like it's just so streaky. Like you never really know when guys are going to go on ridiculous scoring runs. Like look at Charles Cook last year. And Charles Cook in his first season was horrendous for Ross County. Like to the point yeah. where their fans want he was playing playing as a right wing back, and then the as soon as the second as soon as his second season starts, he scored sixteen goals last year. Like, Something like that. He was, he was joint top with Kyogo at the end of the season. Yeah, wasn't he? sixteen goals and like it, it just it's, it's look just at your Brophy. Luck. Look at yep. Brophy. Brophy's had a couple of double figures seasons where he's really stood out in teams that aren't particularly fashionable. Yeah, but yeah. the rest of his career's made up with seasons that we had. Tony Watts <laughs> fairly fairly similar. Yeah. I'm someone that really likes Tony Watt. I, I think the the Van Veen thing for me proves the opposite. It proves the it's the proof of concept that you go out and you sign these guys who apply themselves well in training and have all the attributes, and you hope that you're the the team that gets the yeah you hope you're the, the big season out of them. Yeah, lots of teams paid money for Michael Higdon and paid them lots of money in wages. He had one thirty season, what thirty goal season or whatever it was for yeah. for Motherwell. It's it's just what you, you do. It, hey? Yeah, it's it's just what you do. It's the, it's the game we play. So I don't think any of that's an argument against them. Against Maine for for sure, or pinning you know focusing our our team on that. Yeah, I think Lyndon Dykes is maybe a decent comparison. Lyndon 100%. Dykes isn't a a thirty goal a season guy, but he is so important that QPR spent what two million pounds on him, two and a half million. Yeah, and he plays every week when he's back. Yeah, play every every single time he's available for Scotland. Steve Clark plays him and. Yeah, guys like that are really important. They don't, they're not going to, I mean, don't get me wrong, like guys like Dykes and Maine are capable of scoring goals, but that's not the reason they're in the team. And it's, it's I think it's, it's, not, it's not the only reason. Yeah, it's quite hard to, you're kind of get on and you're looking at people like, oh, he doesn't score 20 goals. And like, yeah, but if he's not scoring 20 goals, he's probably responsible for yeah. in that region with the stuff he's doing. But aye, listen, I think he's, it's a must keep for me for, yeah. for Curtis. Can't so Saturday kept the kept the dream rolling into into the final week of the season. It put us within two points of of Hibs, knowing that Hibs had Celtic to visit and then and then themselves away to to Tynecastle. So it wasn't impossible at that point that Hibs might finish on their total, and we had two two goes at trying to get three points. As it turned out, it wasn't to be. <laughs> Neither yeah. it. Neither side of that uh, of that bargain was was held up in the end. Neither yeah, of us uh, made the long Scott, trip up. No, and Scott Bain done his very best to ensure that St Mirren didn't have a chance to go into Europeans. But I actually think he should probably get investigated for 
for those two goals they conceded. That is so, sense. so bad, man. All went a bit Mark Berrigetti. No, it didn't go that bad. <laughs> Sorry, it did not go that bad. I think, me. I mean, we've obviously spent, what, 50 minutes of your Patreon slagging the United before, yeah. which was good fun. But did you see the guy vlogging? Uh, With Berrigetti greeting outside. The, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It just looks is- so uncomfortable. What is the talent show where it shows the, the woman and she's greeting and then the camera goes past her and she goes, she stucks the two things up and goes, and they've <laughs> basically better get it being like, right, right, let the fancy you greet, let the fancy you greet and see what it means and then move on. Yeah, just a, just a kind of weekly reminder, I like to bring this up, is that uh, they let Trevor Carson come to us for about 10 grand or something and uh, yeah. decided to sign Berrigate for what I'm presuming is probably double the wage Carson was on. And paid so. 350 grand for him as well. So, yeah, mm. well done, lads. It's worked out really, really, really well for them. Also, worth, uh, worth uh, noting that Berrigetti was an elite goalkeeper in Australia. Yeah, he was the best goalkeeper in the league. So Yeah, so uh, and just in case any Australians end up listening to this, you can, Listen, um, you can pipe down. It, it just gives everybody a wee bit of belief that they could probably make it one day. Still, it doesn't that. Yeah. I, I might make it as a professional goalie if that guy's throwing them in like that. Jason Cummings is a notable footballer in your country. Yeah. Oh, fucking Jesus, man. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, let's I'm, I'm trying to put it off as much as I can, but let's uh, let's talk about how bad last night was. Yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. Uh, yeah. Just First things first, is that the end of Thierry Small's career? Yeah, he's only eighteen and uh Carlo Ancelotti thinks he's a good footballer, but yeah, it's definitely the last he'll get the last game he'll ever play. Uh, Just over the, the top. I can understand. Yeah, I, I can understand think... people being emotional about it. Right? It's, yeah. it's fine, but he's had two rushes of blood to the head in four games, yeah. and the first regular first team football of his entire. I also don't think he. Like, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say he didn't mean it, but like, there's no malice in last night's. No, it's just a bad looking, challenge. Like, yeah, there's not. He's, he's, He's not looking, he's put his foot he's put his foot in needlessly to try and block the ball. Yeah. And it just so happens that his foot's landed on top of Mioski. It doesn't yeah. look great, but I, I don't think I don't for a minute think he's went in with the intention to go in and hurt him. I don't I don't think he's went in with anything other than the intention to stop the stop the pass and win the ball. Yeah. It's just very unfortunate the way it plays out. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I do think it's probably worth like Reinforcing, it's a terrible tackle. Oh, it's awful. Aye, it's it's awful. really, really bad. I think yeah, um, yeah, he's not broke it. I think he said it's just like a damage, but you know, and then that could end up keeping him out for for a period anyway, which you don't like to to see. And, and I think I think it is kind of comparable in a in a sense to his two yellows the other week. It all comes from him losing the ball and just not having that, you know, that instinct to take the half second and compose himself. Aye. And just slow down a bit. He's, he's so, you know, you can say there's a kind of good mean streak there, and that he wants to recover from his own mistake, and you know that that can be positive. But you know, your 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 two kind of circles of play of passing that around by the time that he gets to Mayovsky to go in on him, and I, I I I do agree with you in that I don't think he's going to do him. I don't Aye. think he's gone. I don't even think he's gone. To make contact, I think he's no. going to cut it out, but it's it's so bad and it's it, it comes across very petulant, very needless. Uh, and I think 
I, I would be entirely comfortable with Small coming back next year as that, our kind of second option at left back and kind of forcing himself in when he can and, and covering when he can. I think he's been really valuable for that. But I do think he's got a bit of growing up to do. A hundred percent, Like he's 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 very much a he's very much a young guy eh, playing a playing a man. It's the first time he's played men's yeah. football, real properly played men's football. Eh, yeah, yeah. Consistently, and I think we've seen more than enough that he's he's definitely a capable footballer. Like, I mean, for for the most part, on Saturday against Celtic, it was tremendous. Like, he, he looked really, really good. Eh, I think as well, a guy who actually forgot to say, obviously he then had to end up playing left-back last night. Probably see the last three or four games, I think Richard Taylor's looked tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. I saw him getting a bit of abuse as well. For Well, he did get sent last... off last night, so yeah. Yeah, man, I was losing. I was at my mum and dad's watching that. Um, and uh, my, my dad doesn't watch a lot of someone. He, he tends to yeah. kind of watch if he knows I'm commentating or whatever. He's, he's, he's more of a Celtic fan, but we were, we were watching that so he doesn't really know someone's players yeah. the attacker went in and the camera kept cutting back to Richard Taylor and my dad was like is that the, like, are they sending him off and I was like I don't think that was him that made that yeah that, that was... tackle and then I was like checked it and I was like no that's definitely Small and then they showed you Small the tackle and then Small gets sent off and after he gets sent off they still Taylor. showed Taylor like that... twice yeah I think Wild. they probably Probably nice to, uh, yeah, I, I did see him get a bit of a stick, which was bizarre. I don't think he did it wrong last night, to be honest. Taylor, I thought Taylor, I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the finished article. I don't, yeah. um, but what, I, one thing I he think is, he's though, is better passing it than Charles done. I think he's I, got a better left foot in him. Passing and how Cami is on the ball is, is it, you yeah. can see why he's played left back. I think we, how comfortable yeah. he is bringing the ball forward. But I, to, to go back to like the, the errors, like, well, I think. Obviously, Small's a massive mistake. The first goal comes from an uncharacteristically bad pass for Kilty. Yeah. A pass that never even really looked as if it was on to try and go. I think if he's going to try and hit it to Strange, he should be hitting it in behind. Is it Hayes that takes it forward? Yeah, it is. It's Hayes that he passes the ball into feet. Hayes runs you know, 20 yards, gets fouled, and fair play to Clarkson. It's a tremendous hit. You know, you could add five finish. goals. Five goalies in, and you're not saving that. It's right in off the post, and it's a bit of an uphill battle for there. But I think even after that, like we we did look good. I think obviously, main has the main forces to save for Rus for the header eh, from Small's cross. Eh, the corner that came after that, I think it was either Gogic or Main. Mm-hmm. One of the two kind of head from a, a relatively, you know, decent spot, and then obviously Small gets the. The red card, and then we're, we're really up against it after that. Yeah, I mean, Aberdeen under Barry Robson are a, are a pretty competent unit. Right. Yeah. And I think we, we said so much of that at the start of the season. I think that was what was funniest, if that's what you, if that's how you yeah, want to put it. And that is how I want players. to put it about Goodwin. Like the, the funniest thing was the quality of that squad at times, and then the dross that seemed to go out yeah. onto the, the park. So I think, do you mean any? Any first time manager that gets to come in and have Mayovsky and Duke up top, someone like Clarkson in midfield, a guy like um, uh, Ross McCrory. Aye. They, they seem to have signed well in, in January. The, the defenders they've signed are. McDonald and Pollock are both good. Yeah. I don't even know if they're brilliant or if it's just how stark it is. 
from them Stewart. in comparison to to Stewart, and it's it's a bit crazy. But I, I, they seem to have done a lot of stuff right since uh, since the turn of the year. But I, I think um, Robinson Robinson's just getting a tune out of them, and once you give them, you know, you're you're away, you're down to ten men, they're a goal up, so you're having to play out and leave space. Then I think they they were never really in doubt after that, were they? They were in control of nah. it. We can, can maybe, I let us punch ourselves out and then punish this? Aye, we were maybe a wee bit lucky only stayed 3 0, to be honest, in the end. I think if Aberdeen kinda they were comfortable keeping the clean sheet and not really having to exert themselves, keep themselves fresh for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I mean the third's sh- confirmed, but I think at that point they're playing as if that it's not. I think they're obviously playing, still expecting a win that will push them into third, but they kinda dropped the gear and after that they were fine. We were realistically wondering if they were going to finish top six. Yeah, it was. The, I At think one point. Rob McLean had said uh, when we beat Aberdeen on the 1st of February, uh, Aberdeen were 10 points behind Aberdeen. Uh, no, Aberdeen were 10 points behind Hearts that night. And, uh, in seventh. You know, obviously, Hearts had lost what? Hearts lost seven in the bounce. Yeah. Which, in any stretch, is, is dreadful. It's a horrible run, but. You know, you've still got to make up that 10-point gap by winning games yourself and picking up points. And they've done it, done it countless times. You know, they beat, beat Rangers a few weeks ago. They've, you know, won a lot of important away games. And, yeah, listen, fair play to them. Uh, I, kinda, always, I always kind of got the vibe off of Barry Robson. He would have been a good manager. but Seems intelligent. I think you yeah, can probably put him in that same kind of camp as Naismith and, yeah. and a few others where they, they, they know what they're doing. I think the, the second goal for me was quite, Quite frustrating. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of again. It just looks like a kind of comedy of errors. I think, obviously, Shaughnessy's. I think fair play to Carson for even getting something on Shaughnessy's. I don't, I don't, it's a bizarre one because I think Shaughnessy doesn't really make mistakes like that. If Shaughnessy makes mistakes, it's kind of maybe getting caught up a wee bit higher up the park, or yeah, or scuffing a clearance or something like that. Which, by the way, they're few and far between. I think Shaughnessy doesn't really make mistakes, but. Aye, it was really uncharacteristic of him. Like you're kind of half expecting him to get the right side and look it away, and it's it just it wasn't great. And then I think is it yeah Fraser that gets caught. Fraser doesn't even jump. Like Shinny, Shinny's already in there at that point. Fraser's planted, and if, you know fair play falls in and gets the gets the goal. And then at that point, it's, it's out of sight. We're kind of talking about him. We're talking about Shinny there. If you know that's that's probably as much of an indication as, as anything else how they've they've turned things round and how they've signed a bit smarter. Getting a guy back like that is um is a proper difference maker. And I, I thought he did a great game. Aye. Thought he, um, he did really. Took his Aye, took his he, second goal really well as well. He's a, just... he's a good player. Uh, Shinny was always a he was always a good player. even when he was at Inverness when he was playing left back, and then when he first signed for Aberdeen when he got moved into midfield. Under McInnes, I think a lot of people kind of raise their eyebrows, but he's a—he's not just a guy who runs about kicking people. He's maybe, maybe kind of flies under the radar a wee bit like Gogic in that sense. Like he maybe doesn't get the praise he deserves for for being a good footballer. He's a good driving force and, and a better version of Alan Power, almost. Yeah, yeah, probably just a, just a, bit a more, more mobile. Aye, yeah. a bit more mobile, a bit more finesse, and aye, uh, I think the third goal is probably just. Again, you're 10 men, you're caught kind of trying to chase the game. And uh, look at as what it is. I think, is it? I'm not too sure who it was that hit the ball across initially. I think it may have been Watkins. 
from out wide. I think it's Duke. Yeah, uh, uh, Duke obviously cuts it back and maybe Carson could have done better, but I think he just got completely wrong footed, to be honest. Uh, I think Shinny shaped it up pretty well and put it past him. And I think the only other thing you could probably say was a positive was, you know, offered obviously getting the full half. I thought he looked really bright. I think he obviously must have pissed off Angus McDonald at some point because he was he seriously had it in for for, uh, for young Kieran. He got a he got a bit of a doing a couple of times off of him. Looked good in mobile. I I we'll come to it in a second. Really, really quick feet. With there now being no real stakes on Saturday, I am um, I would like to see a couple of those guys in the. So I was really good to see Fraser Taylor on the park. I think. Uh, any time I've seen him, I've been impressed with how he is on the ball. I'd, I'd really like to see how he fits with our side, with a nice. bit more, a bit more time to actually have a, have an impact. And you know, either Offord or, or Jameson, I'd be really keen. I don't think you know, Kilty makes sense up front next to men when we're, you know, when we're kind of trying to scramble to get experience on the park. And and I, and I really do like Kilty, but in a game like this where there's no stakes to it, I, can't I would hope men starts, and I would hope. Yeah. I can't see Maine playing, to be honest. I think if Maine was I think if Maine was obviously really struggling to, to play on Wednesday night, I yeah. think if this game had a stake, don't uh, Maine would Maine would be playing. Yeah, uh, take the injection no anyway. I think if I think now that we're playing for nothing, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jameson and Offord start up front, actually, to be honest. And I'm not against it either, because I, I, I don't no. think we're going to see a particularly strong Rangers team either. So no, I mean, Arfield will maybe start, he'll, he'll give a couple of starts maybe to some of the guys. I think Rangers, Rangers done it last year when they played Hearts in the last game of the season. They played a lot of, played a lot of young guys, played uh, Divine and... Charlie McCann and McKinnon. They had a lot of, I think they had six or seven academy lads in their starting lineup. So, yeah, listen, yeah. it's it's, like, it's a nice thing to see. Obviously, they're a game to go, probably, maybe. Be ideal if Fraser Taylor can maybe get forty five minutes or and that, but we'll see what happens. It's listen to still with on. I think what well that Aberdeen game we still had the possibility of qualifying for Europe with two games to go. So yeah, if that doesn't uh, tell you what the improvement is, then the concept of being annoyed that your season's over as you sit safe in the top half. Aye. From where, from what had gone before, I I, I just think the, the idea of being annoyed, I can understand being annoyed with individual performances and I, yeah, you know there's there's things you can look at, but that's the same over the course of the season. Like, do you mean like see if you put it in like the context of golf, I've got a high handicap at golf. I'm not a great golfer. I can go out and birdie a hole. I can go out and par a hole. That doesn't suddenly mean that I'm a much better golfer than I am because sure as anything, I'll have a nine on my card at something right after it. It's the same here. Like We are who we are with the budget we've got and we do what we do and sometimes we overperform and we put two goals past Celtic and we hold them out for an entire afternoon. Sometimes we score against Rangers and keep them out other than a penalty right late on. Sometimes we give away an overhead kick to St Johnston in the 96th minute. Sometimes Hearts get a fortunate penalty, justified a fortunate penalty in the 97th minute and we drop points. It goes both ways over the course of the year. So I can understand being annoyed in the moment. No one enjoyed watching that last night. But I'm not having all the constant 
pish about how Europe's been thrown <sighs> away or how it was in our hands and we've ruined it and all that. That's not what this season is. This season's something to step back and kind of clap your hands about, to be honest. It's it's, a, it's another step towards being where we want to be. It's an improvement on every campaign since I've been alive. Oh, 100%, 100%. I don't know how you put it in any other context than that. I find uh, it really uh, weird that some people seem so desperate to be annoyed about it. It's, it's the same people. Uh, again, That I, I think for me this all stems back to it's... I think we've done this to death. It's all the same people who didn't want Robinson to even start the season. And I think they're just so reluctant to accept that we've turned a corner, we've, we've got a really good team, we've got a really good core of a team who will yeah. still be here. For, for the, bulk of, the bulk of our team is still going to be here next year. And I, I don't know why folk aren't just a wee bit more positive about, about what we've got. Because... Yeah. I mean, I certainly am. I'm, I'm loving it. I hope it's a good reception on Saturday. I hope should it's... be. I think, regardless of the result, they deserve a deserve a really good send off. To be honest, for guys that you know, I mean, it could be like the last appearances for guys like Shaughnessy and Lightman to have contributed a lot. I think yeah. more more so, obviously, Main's done this year. But you know, Shaughnessy's been here since since 2020 and been the club captain. You know, he's been a a really good player for for St Mirren. Uh, the guys that are out of contract to have burst their balls and aye, deserve a deserve a good send off. It's not just guys out of contract as well, you know. Realistically it could be the last time you see Ryan Strain, he's he's not gonna be short of of suitors after the season that he's had. Particularly after the yeah. last few weeks. Bacchus, exactly. I still with extended O'Hara, you I've got to think part of the extension of O'Hara is to protect the value. Of yeah. as well after a season like that, it's it's the same thing we're talking about with like those outlier seasons for other people. Jamie McGrath wasn't getting like, you know, he wasn't like the hottest property in British football, and then he had a seventeen goal season with yeah. loads of penalties. Penalties are still goals. I'm not putting them down, but like you know, he scored twelve penalties and whatever else. And then it was who's going to sign him and for how much, and that was the talk of an entire summer. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there's sniffing about. Mark O'Hara, and yeah, we've just protected their investment by putting that, by getting that contract extended. Yeah, which is smart, competent leadership and management for yeah. those on the board and those on the, like the, the coaching staff to go and back the manager enough to believe what he's saying and to go and reward these players with contracts, offer them a wee bit more money in order to then make more money back. Like, yeah. I think if O'Hara was to go in the summer, it would genuinely be seven figures. Like. I don't think we would entertain anything less, to be honest. I don't think we have to, and I think he seems happy doing doing what he's doing as well. So it would have to be something particularly special in order to in order to do that. But I think no. bringing it back to Saturday, realistically, I think you can say you know comfortably say it's the last time we're going to see this group. Oh intact. yeah, right. you know there's going to be changes to that over the summer, and you know there's every chance we like next season's group just as much as we like. This, but yep. I don't think it should be forgotten that, you know, in certain terms and context, this is a special group of players right. who have done something worth celebrating this season. And I hope that regardless of what happens on Saturday, the reception reflects that. They've got the chance to, you know, kind of soak that in at the end of the game. That, you know, I, I really loved hearing Stephen Robinson speak at the end of last season. Right. You know, the, there was a bit of sincerity, a bit of passion in that. And it gave me a bit of confidence that things were going to turn around after 
that's a, such a tough uh, a tough start to his time in, in Paisley and I'm just hoping that you know the atmosphere is what it should be and we get something similar on on Saturday I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to predict anything because I don't know what the lineups are going to be I nah, don't um, it's, it's, it's no, I think it'll be a very strange game with a very laid back feel to it yeah it's on, the, so. it's on the telly yeah I don't think it is I don't think we're on the telly and after the split. Oh, no, we aren't. I remember because that was the whole thing. People saying it's a conspiracy. Yeah. It's a murder on the telly. It's probably yeah. Celtic for title day, isn't it? Aye. Uh, uh, I think... Aye. Uh, um, it, it's impossible to predict. Like, I'm going to say two each. Lewis Morgan, equaliser in the 94th minute. If that was a bizarre, bizarre game, that actually really weird. Goodwin and Thompson's asking. Yeah, uh, but I think I, I it's hard to predict. I'll say one each. An absolute non-event of a game. Yeah. Scott Arfield uh, to do a salute or something. Then, uh, I'm going 5-4 for someone. Love that. Imagine it was a, a five-each sort of Hibs-Rangers set-up. That'd be, be ideal. Fergie's, Fergie's last game for Man United against West Brom. Just, Aye. just, just absolute chaos. Just mental, but aye, uh, it's really hard to predict. You don't know who's going to play. Uh, I, I honestly really wouldn't be surprised to see someone play four or five younger yeah. guys. In the and, team and, and I'm not against that either. I think uh, it'd be good to see what part of the group might look like for. Yeah, you've guys like guy. I think guys that have been on the bench all year that maybe haven't been given a chance. Like I think Luke Kenny as well. But I think yeah. maybe he might have thought he had a wee bit more of a chance when. There's been injuries to Gallagher and Shaughnessy. I think they're probably looking longer term for him. Obviously, when I'm signing up for next season, there's probably a view for him to get we're more not game gonna, We're not going to push Gallagher into playing. If he's not played in these important games, I can't imagine he's going to be pushed into playing the final game of the season. He'll be caught and will get treated and hopefully be fully fit for Probably, for probably the same for, for a few of the players that maybe been Buss and Knox, the ones that are still under contract for next season. Anyway, guys like Bacchus yeah. and Guys like Bacchus and you know, Gallagher who've I played through the pain barrier really to, to keep us going. Yeah. Wonder if Boyd Munns might start. Yeah, again, like I'm seen a lot of people kind of be like, oh, he won't sign, he won't sign. I think everything that was said at the time, I don't think he was he was never coming into play. I think he was a, an option to cover at a time when do you mean Gogic was playing at centre half at that point? Yeah. Didn't we? We signed him. We were we were a you know we were an option light, and I think he's come in and he's been on the bench and he's he's done what he's asked, and we've got the chance to look at him now and decide if if he'll step up or, or not. So I, someone like that, Jim, I'd be quite excited to see him play and see what he's got. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's I think he he signed in a kind of similar vein to Taylor. It's guys that are coming from stepping up a level, not really played a lot of football at a level like that. I think Taylor Taylor was just really lucky. Dunn got I think was it Dunn get suspended? Yeah, he's had an game. injury and a couple of suspensions. I think. Yeah, like when Dunn's been suspended or and injured, and Taylor's just been really lucky that he's a left-footed centre half, and he was the the kind of natural option for that, and he stepped in, done yeah. well, got a two-year contract off the back, end. you know maybe Boyd Munns might have been extended earlier, but if we hold the option, I think that pretty much. Points to going by the way that Robinson spoke about him, I think it pretty much points towards him being him being yeah. a viable option for next year. I think he wants bodies. I think the the biggest frustration's got to be the size of squad coming into this end part of the 
yeah. the season and, and, and auctions been a little bit limited to to change things. So I I, I can imagine he's someone he'll take a look at and then maybe maybe keep around. But uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll leave you to it. It's myself and Jamie on commentary on Saturday. If uh, if you're not able to get to the game, so if you want to listen to the two of us, try and get as many digs in as we can about Alan McGregor and Alfredo Morelos, then you know where to find it. And uh, with that, I will leave it with fuck Alan McGregor. I was actually going to say fuck, just fuck, I fuck Alan McGregor in general. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.